It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It is a pleasure to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on solving your e-commerce marketing problems. If you have an e-commerce problem you would like my help solving, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash solve, S-O-L-V-E, where you will find all the details of how to get my help. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Roberta Perry is the founder of Scrubs Body, an online and physical store selling skincare products. Roberta launched the business in June 2006 and is currently on track to have her best year ever with a turnover of $150,000. Hello, Roberta. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Excellent. Well, look, I've given our listeners a quick overview of where you are at the moment, but how did you get started in e-commerce? Um, it kind of found me. I started in 2006, but it, it really, my story began uh, the year before when I was doing another business. I, I was an at-home mom doing as much as I could, but um, it was taking its toll on my own way of sort of taking care of myself. You know, I was, I was doing all these freelance jobs and running around. And so I was at a meeting one day and I literally started scratching my elbow when I started bleeding. And I was like, well, my skin is that dry that I just broke through the skin. And so I was then on a, just about a year quest for the perfect body care product because the first place I went into introduced me to a body scrub. It was kind of like the, the salesperson said, you know, oh, let me introduce you to this lotion. But her manager said, no, I think you need the next step. And I was like, wow, what's a scrub? You know, I had no idea. And I was in my 40s and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun and pampering. And I then just said about every company I could sort of research and every place I went to. And each one brought something nice to the table, but each one I, I kept finding something wrong with. So in May of six, I was at a craft fair and I, you know, picked someone's brains just about essential oils and a little bit more information. And I just set out to make myself the best body scrub I could make based on what I had been purchasing versus uh, the information I got. And it was my late sister who suggested that we start selling it. So, you know, as soon as she sort of approached the idea and I knew I was not happy with the job I was doing at the time, I knew that, you know, something good was going to come out of this. Very cool. And um, was it... For you, was it obvious that you were going to be selling direct to customers in the first place? So going that e-commerce route or did the physical store come first or did you consider kind of wholesaling? The physical store did not come for five years and it was not even started as a store initially. Mm -hmm. Um, We worked, we started in my kitchen and dining room and we did that for probably six months. And as luck would have it, I was having a little construction done in my house at the time. So I had him convert half of my garage into a little mini factory. So we worked out of 80 square feet for five years. And when the time came that I just had boxes lining the halls of my downstairs, my husband kind of looked at me. He said, okay, it's me or the boxes, you know? And we started looking um, just for places to manufacture and to store some stuff. But when local customers recognized that we had changed the address on the label, um, they were like, oh, that's so close. Can I come and pick it up? 
So my sister and I being, you know, my sister was incredibly creative and, you know, I, I'm very DIY. And so we, you know, had this raw space. We all of a sudden we started painting it and we put some carpet down and we were doing tiling in the bathroom and we were, you know, all of a sudden making it pretty because we said, people are going to come, let's make it look better than it was. And within a month or two, our little sort of outback place became a store. And we just kind of looked at each other, you know, when we initially had just been um, e-commerce and wholesale, we realized that our passion was started to lie in retail, which was an interesting shift. And so um, in the time that we were in that space, which was about three years, we completely shifted our business model. I'd probably be bigger if we hadn't in a different way, but I'm happier. Mm-hmm. Um, we were 90% wholesale, 10%, excuse me, um, online and wholesale, excuse me. So yeah, I'd say about 90%. And we shifted to 90% retail and 10% wholesale. I mean, I was in, um, I know you have Whole Foods in the UK. At one point, we were in 26 Whole Foods down the whole um, northeastern seaboard. I mean, I was like just pushing and pushing and pushing this wholesale until we met our customers one-on-one. And then I wanted to get to know them better. And not so much deal with the big corporate machine, so to speak. And it was an incredible shift. So we went from then that little small location, which was about 800 square feet into that same town, had a little more of a main street. And so we just about doubled our space and actually created it to be much more of a store. And then we introduced um, treatments. So we had massage therapists renting our space and, and coming in and using our products. And then we introduced parties where people can and create their own scent and recognizing that we needed different income streams because, you know, sometimes the door is not always, you know, flying open mm-hmm. on a basis. So um, it, it's incredible how in that time period of that town, everything changed. The entire shift of the business changed for the better, which was pretty cool. And so then I had this opportunity um, just a year ago, we'll be celebrating a year in this new space um, in November to move into a much, much more robust town. Um, We're on Long Island in New York, a town called Farmingdale. And the town itself has gone through a complete resurgence with just multiple restaurants opening up and new little cute stores and uh, new apartment buildings. And so I had the chance to become one of the retail spaces in this apartment building. and my sales are pretty much doubling monthly. It's just unbelievable. And I'm getting new customers weekly. And, you know, there's such a whole different vibe that I, I sort of sense, I feel my sister's, you know, presence on my shoulder, just going, told you so, you know. Which- <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you've, you, you know, you kind of started off with the product to solve one of your own problems and then evolved it to start selling it to other people. And then when you actually got connected with the customers, it was like, yeah, I just need to serve them. And yes. the way I need to do that is with the with a physical retail store, with the e-commerce there helping things keep ticking over. And I, I think that's such a, I think it's a journey which a lot of people almost go on, but they get too scared to make the changes. It is not for the faint of heart. That is a fact. Yeah. But if you like, you know, I have plenty of, of uh, friends in the business now. I mean, that is probably my single greatest success is the people um, and not just my customers, but the, the other makers that I have been lucky enough to associate with and connect with is just unbelievable and, and, and a godsend. Um, 
And I watched some of them almost like a mother hen because I started so much later. I mean, I'm 56 now and it's like, you know, I want to travel and I want to do things. And I had had, you know, an established career prior to this. So, you know, my focus on what direction the business was going in was so different than watching some of my younger, um, you know, uh, people in the business mm-hmm. that are doing the same thing. And so I kind of just sit back and they're like, no, I don't want retail. I want to be in, you know, 400 stores. And I'm like, that's amazing. But I still see that their connection is still very much customer based. And that's what I love, love, love. And don't think is ever going away about small business. And when I mean small, I mean micro small, you know, because small business, you, you can be 500 people and still be considered a small yeah. business. But I mean micro small, you know, the Amazons of the world, they're not going anywhere. But um, I don't think the small businesses either because people want to be served. And, and I don't mean that in a, in, a, in a negative way. I mean, you know, they want to walk into a store and, you know, have someone smile at them and know who they are and recognize their needs and, and not sell, you know, not sell to them, but offer them exactly what they need as opposed to what the person wants to sell them. And, and I do think mid-level businesses are going to disappear. I really do. Because, you know, the, the, the quick clicks are just too easy. But the customer service is too valuable. And oh, that, that, that's what I love. So true. And your passion is coming screaming through the, through the headphones here. Um, right, Roberta, let's just fill in a couple of gaps for those listening so they can understand a bit more about your business. So you're in Farmingdale. Um, where are you selling to? Are you just US or are you global? Well, that was kind of a cool thing is that just because of, of how expensive shipping is, I really mm-hmm. was keeping it domestic for a, a while. Um, and even I, I've got friends in the UK, so I've shipped to them just as friends. And it's like, oh, I can't believe all the vet taxes and the things. As I did, I just sort of, you know, really was domestic, domestic. But we were privileged enough to be um, the finale episode of um, a show called Sell It Like Sir Hant. There's a gentleman called Ryan Serhant, and he's on a show called Million Dollar Listing. I'm not sure if it airs in the UK. Yeah, we've, we've got it. We well, I, think, okay. I think we've got every single one of them as well, you know, all the different yes. cities. So there you go. So so Bravo, um, he, they gave him his own show, and it was an eight-episode eight um, premiere. And I'm, I'm fingers crossed and toes crossed that they gave him a second season because then, of course, they'll re-air our show. But we were the finale episode on that show. So it aired in June and it was just explosive and it was pretty incredible to see um, the feedback. But I get an email from a woman in um, Perth in Australia and I was just lucky enough to have been there in in, uh, October and I fell in love with the country anyway. And she's just like, it needs to be here. And I watched the show and I was explaining to her and she just pushed all the right buttons. It was so cute. And so I priced it out for her and it was pricey. And she said, I don't care. She said, I'm paying really expensive. Your prices are so reasonable. She said, so if I combine your prices with shipping, she goes, it's pretty much what I was paying anyway. Well, she's ordered three times since June, you know, each time the order is larger. And so I said to her, Tracy, I have changed my shipping now just because of you. So <laughs> internationally, basically it's, it's um, contact me with your order and your address. I will tell you exactly what the cheapest shipping will be. And if you're cool with that, I am happy to send it out. Very cool. And um, what platform are you selling on these days? Are you a Shopify, a Magento or something else? 
I had been, I've been on a bunch. Um, I, I had been on Shopify for a few years, but, um, and, and I know people who swear by it and there's not one negative, um, that I can say about Shopify. The only reason I switched to, um, WordPress using WooCommerce is because I do like the fact that I own my own site. You know, if God forbid something happened with Shopify, your site will go down. If, you know, something, whatever, you know, with WordPress, um, if, if I have a problem with my host, I just take my site with me and I own my site. I own the content on it completely and I can move it to another host. Shopify owns your content. You know, that, that is, but what is nice with, uh, you know, a Shopify or, or, you know, one like it is that. They do a lot of um, SEO push, which is which is kind of nice. You know, when I was on them, I had been written about on one of their blog posts and things like that. So they're they're very genteel in how they treat their um, their patrons, and that's kind of a cool thing. With um, you know WordPress and WooCommerce, you, you you definitely have to do all the marketing yourself. Cool. And um, are there any key widgets or plugins that you like on WooCommerce? Oh, tons. Yes. Um, let's see. Well, uh, obviously WooCommerce is, you know, a really robust and very easy to use um, e-commerce plugin. Um, asking it is key for spam um, mm-hmm. because you get tons and tons and tons of spam. Um, I use, oh, I, I wish I had the list in front of me, but I'll tell you the type. Um, a recart, something called recart, that if someone, um, you know, leaves stuff in their shopping cart, It'll generate um, a series of three different emails over the course of two weeks. Um, so I think that's kind of nice because some people just got busy and it's nice to get that, you know, subtle reminder. Um, so I think that that's really important. Um, I've got, gosh, things where people, you know, uh, comments, printing, uh, very important, obviously, to print out your, your invoices and things like that, which it's, it's actually a plug-in. Um, I've got plugins to use any font. Um, which is important that if, you know, this way that if someone opens up your um, browser and they don't have the ability, they don't have the font you use, this sort of converts it, um, that they, they'll see the website as you want it to be seen, which is kind of cool. Very cool. I've uh, not heard of that, that one before. That's very yeah. cool. Um, okay. there's, a few, there's, a, there's a ton. Of, if you need me to, I can always um, give you a list of the ones that have been recommended to me by, um, you know, the people that design the, the site. Cool. And um, what does your team look like these days, Roberta? Because it was, so it was it started with you in the garage, um, but how many of you are there now? Um, everyone is part-time except me. Um, it had been myself and my sister and, and my best friend from Forever Wendy um, had helped us whenever Michelle and I were doing a trade show or things like that. So for years, it was just um, that. Then as, as I grew into the store, I, you know, I needed help in the back actually making product. Um, so I hired two part-time people. When my sister passed, um, at that point, Wendy had had another job, but she, as she said, working with me is like just hanging out with your best friends. So she gives me both of her days off. Um, and so she's two full days and I've got two other people that come in two part-times. Um, and it's, so it's, it's four of us, but I'm still the, the only one putting in the full time. Um, but what's nice is I'll, you know, farm things out. My social media is done by a team, um, which takes a big burden off me as far as Instagram and that kind of stuff. But yet Mm -hmm. I kept Facebook my, you know, myself and I do my own newsletters and I do my own blog posts because I tried someone else for a while and I found that as good as the writing was, the voice was not as authentic as I wanted it to be. 
And, you know, so I'm recognizing that things that I'm not as good at, let other people do it. It really frees up time and your time is more valuable than that. Like stuff you are good at that connects you to the audience that you are trying to hit. You know, I, I like to keep that personal and I, I'm finding it helps. And is there anything else you're outsourcing at the moment other than the um, the Instagram and such things? Um, well, like I don't want to make soap and I don't want to make bath bombs, but my customers want them. So um, I send the scents, you know, of our five most uh, popular to um, makers and, and they send me back. So I've got um, these like candles and, and sparkle stones made by Sparkle Fly Candle Company. And my soap is made by Allegna Soap and my bath bombs are made by Lotion Bar Cafe. And, you know, it's people I know and trust. And what's nice is I can package up a beautiful basket for my customers with my scrub, my lotion, but the soap bath bomb and these you know, beautiful sort of potpourri mm-hmm. spoons. It's still a basket of the same scent, but it's you know, um, um, I don't have to worry about it. You know, I it's it's. I said someone soap making for me was like it's like the difference between cooking and baking. I go, there's way too much like measuring and perfection. You know, and my daughter who's a pastry chef, she laughs at me. You know, because I'm like, oh, we had a little more salt, and we did a little more spice. You know, and and with with things like you know, soap or a bath bomb, where it's genuine chemistry. You cannot, you can make those mistakes. So I'm just like, nope, don't want to do it. Sorry, here guys, you know. The joke is that I was so lazy as when I started the company because I wanted one product that would really take care of my skincare needs. So the scrub is is sort of that, you know, so so that's why I say when I'm I'm being lazy and I don't want to make other things, here you do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the, one of the joys of running your own business, isn't it? As you've said, you've you know, the products you don't want to make yourself, you've, you've found great people to make them for you, but they're still on brand. They're still adding to the experience for your customers. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the one of the most interesting things you said earlier was around how, had you stuck with the wholesale route, you could have been turning over a lot more, but you wouldn't have been as happy. And I think that's something a lot of people feel guilty about making that decision. The decision to choose of the business model that suits them and that makes them happy rather than the business model that delivers the most pound shillings and pence at the end of the day. I'm so happy that you touched on that point. Fabulous. Because this this is the conversation that just came up in my business group recently. Mm -hmm. It is, it is um, exactly that. It's recognizing what, what business do you want? What lifestyle do you want? And it doesn't always have triple dollar signs on it. Sometimes it only has two or one, and that's okay too. And, you know, I recognized, you know, I, I was lucky in that, you know, my husband it, it, it has his home business. And, you know, I knew that I was not losing the roof over my head. So it, it, it enabled me to go into this business in a whole di- different realm, not with any less passion, but with less, I guess, a little less fear. But that doesn't take away still the wanting to do right by your customers and do right. But it did. It took a while for me to um, realize that that's okay too. You know, no guilt. That's why I get such joy out of watching my customers, excuse me, my friends who are building these businesses that they do want million dollar businesses and they do want to. And I'm like, wow, it's possible. I just don't want that. I want to, you know, I don't ever want to retire because I just want to take more vacations. And what would I do in between my vacations? I need a place to go to. I'll go to my store. So it's really, it's, it's so sort of like uh, freeing to, um, 
have the business you want versus the business you think someone else uh, expects you to have. Oh, that's a great way of thinking about it. It's so freeing to have the business you want rather than the business you think someone else expects you to have. I like that. So given you're creating the business that you want, what's the most awesome thing about it right now? The people without a a shadow of a doubt. I am humbled by the products. I I am lucky enough to have, you know, taken nature's botanicals and and whipped it into a wonderful frenzy and made something great. I I, I appreciate that. And I am proud of that. But the ingredients are not mine. They're, They're nature's. But I am proud of the customer service that not only I give, but that my sister gave and that Wendy gives and every single person that works for us is, is, you know, schooled in, you know, not just the adage of the customer's right, but listen to the customer and understand why we might have done something wrong, you know, or things like that. So it's just, you know, it's, it's the going above and beyond. It's making them feel special. It's the, you know, so I am humbled by my product, but I am proud of my repeat business. And when customers come in and they bring friends or they'll do a party, a perfect example is this one woman, Nina, came in over the summer. It was the first time they, they do street fairs in my town. So she came in during the street fair and I got to meet her. Well, two days later, she came in with one sister and it turns out she has four of them. And then like three days later, she comes in with the next sister. And then like a week later, she brings in the mom. Well, they did a birthday party for one sister about three weeks ago. And she just came in the other day and she said her sister had such a good time at the party that her other sister wants to do the party there too. All from one customer. And that is my greatest joy. And, 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 you know, no matter how much money I will or will not make, um, it will always be the people. And if they know it, the money comes anyway. Yeah. Oh, so true. Well, look, I think we should go into the top tips round. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Roberta, the first question for you is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh, besides the one I wrote now. <laughs> um, oh, well, I haven't started it yet, but um, so far just skimming through it and having met him. So like Sirhan, I'm super excited to be reading next. I loved um, Zombie Loyalists by Peter Shankman. Mm-hmm. It really is um, sort of just what I'm about. It's customer service, customer service, customer service. You know, it's really recognizing you have no business without them. You know, there is no money coming in if you you don't have customers. And so if you just keep treating them better, you know, just better and better. Peter says, you know, if you treat them one level above crap, but I'm like, you know, 500 levels above crap because um, it's just so much cheaper to keep a customer than to acquire a new one. You know, and I'm always amazed that when I see this push, push, push for new business, and I do, of course, appreciate that. But how about like the ones you already got? treat them, you know, 10 times over the top and they'll bring you more customers in droves. So Zombie Loyalist, I love, but one of my all-time favorites is The Go-Giver. Um, I always forget the second author, but and yeah, uh, Bob Berg, you know, I've had some communication with on Twitter. He's a real cool guy. And it's this tiny little book and it's just like sort of like that little engine that could, but it's, it's taking a small idea and how to make it bigger. But I just, uh, I love there's these um, five laws 
toward the back of the book. And, you know, one of them is, is, um, the law of receptivity. And it's basically that, you know, um, it's so important to give, 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 but sometimes you have to sit back and allow yourself to receive because others need to give too. And, and it's sort of that life lesson, business lesson that, that says, you know, I don't know it all. You know, there's a lot of other people that can help me. So that's, that's a big one. Um, mentoring is also huge. I, I've been so blessed with a lot of mentors. And so I will give freely of my time to anyone who really wants to listen. Excellent. Okay. Lots of great advice there. So let's move on to the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Facebook for me, because my audience is um, genuinely 40 to 65, is still very effective. Um, Instagram is growing for sure. But my number one tip is, um, is the one-on-one is uh, newsletter communication. You know, emails are not dead. I do one a week. I always get a response back to them. I've been sort of A-B testing lately, shifting my um, focus from more wellness to more product-based. And I'm actually seeing, you know, first I thought it was going to be too salesy, but I'm, um, I, I started signing up for a couple of the ones that were recommended to me. And I'm starting to see that, no, it, it, if it's wrapped around a story, it's not so much salesy, it's informational. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting a better open, but, you know, I'll, I'll do surveys to people. I'll ask them when they come in and they're like, oh, I loved your newsletter this week or some, And, you know, I think it's just a way of staying top of mind um, is, is really important, you know, because social media is obviously great, but it's still that sort of quick, we're also busy and running through it. And when you get a newsletter that's from a company that you respect and you purchase from more than likely, even if you don't read it immediately, it's going to stay in your email box. Um, you'll see the headline, you know, the subject header more often that, so that's still, even if you haven't read it. And then if you open it, you know, more times than not, even if it doesn't initially translate into sale, it's just that, oh, right, they're still there. Oh, right. I still love them. So I, that's my number one. Social media is great, but it's other people's platforms. You and your customer make it personal. Excellent. Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Dropbox, number one. Oh my gosh, I couldn't live without it. Um, knowing I could do something in my home office and immediately, you know, it's right there for anyone that needs to pull from it. Uh, if there's a photo I found, you know, I'll pop it on there and I could pull it into social media right away or into a newsletter, Dropbox, hands down. Excellent. The growth top tip then. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Um, let's see, uh, press PR, getting uh, free publicity getting your name out there. You know, the book I wrote is actually based on help a reporter out, which, mm-hmm. um, again, I, I think you have in the UK. I know. We in, do, yeah. uh, okay. They're great. Source bottle is another one. I think they're based more UK. Uh, I mean, excuse me, more Australia, but I know they're UK. And um, and I have been able to parlay that into being picked up over a hundred times and no one is going to say it like other people, you know, no matter, no, no, matter, no matter how much you say it, uh, reviews are huge. So anytime you have a great interaction with customers, um, ask them nicely as you can. You know, I'm so happy I pleased you. You know, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see you back. 
there's any way you could put it out there because I could tell customers, but you know, if they hear from you, they'll believe it 10 times more. And they, they totally get that. So, um, getting, you know, in front of journalists, writers is, is huge because you are seen as the expert in your field, but asking for reviews from happy customers is really a, a, a tremendous way to grow, you know, sort of organically. Marvellous. Well, Master Plan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about today by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you will see a link to this show. Now, Roberta, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web? Absolutely. Thank you. This has been amazing. I love your questions. I, I, I love, and again, people reach out to me because like I said, I've been mentored so much before. It helps me help you. Um, because every time I talk about it, it gets me super, super excited. So I am pretty much across every single platform, Scrubs with a Z body, S-C-R-U-B-Z-B-O-D-Y, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find me online at scrubsbody.com. Awesome. Well, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today into the show notes, which again, Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. Or just head to the website, click on the podcast tab and you'll find it. Roberta, you've been an awesome guest. I've loved listening to your story and hearing your passion, quite frankly, has been brilliant. So um, thank you very much for, for coming on and sharing your experience. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. So much passion there from Roberta. And I love the fact that, you know, she's gone through the years of running the business. She's realized that if it doesn't work for her, it's not going to work at all. And so she's found those ways of constructing the business that brings her quite clearly so much, so much joy as she goes through. And I think one of the best things she said in there was that when she was making the point that it's okay to create the business that you want, you don't have to create the business that others expect you to. Please do join the discussion about this episode or anything else e-commerce, quite frankly, in our Facebook group, ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. And please do share the news of the podcast. Please do get other people listening to it, those who are into marketing and e-commerce, because the more who listen, the more people I can help. Have a great week, all of you, and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.